It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Rams Nation, welcome back. It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It's the Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams, and we are excited. The Rams are in Baltimore. We've got lots to talk about. It's game week, people. So what does that mean? Game week means we got to have the man, the myth, the legend, James Kroger on the show. So James, thanks for coming via Skype record in your home studio down there in San Clemente. How you doing, bud? Bear, I can't complain. Thanks for having me on, even though I texted you and asked you basically if I could come on today because there was so much to talk about. We've been texting each other all day about all the Rams news, and I kind of was just like, I hope he invites me on the show this week. So thank you for having me on, even though I invited myself to the table. That's right. You have an open invite to come on the show. So whenever you want to come chat Rams football, uh, we, we more than love it here on Lockdown Rams. So appreciate it. Guys, remember, we are cranking it up. I'm going to have four episodes this week. I've got an awesome episode tomorrow. We've got Eric Geller from the Associated Press. Some of you guys may know him from a tweet that went out a couple weeks ago about the Aaron Donald situation, which me and James will talk about a little bit later here as well. Uh, kind of confirming some sources on things he had heard. A lot of people had a bunch to say about it on Twitter, whether they thought it was true or not, or what their really expectations or thought process was on it. So we're going to have him on to actually kind of talk about it, talk about his take on the Rams, and, and, and plenty more about what's going on in camp. As I mentioned, it's game week. The team landed in Baltimore the other day. They had their first crossover practice with the Baltimore Ravens. NFL Network was live on the scene. They had reports all day from training camp. It was amazing. We got to hear from Coach McVay, Jared Goff, all the players, all the happenings. We were waiting to see if there was going to be a fight with Tlaib and Crabtree. That never happened. Stay tuned tomorrow. It was over 100 degrees on the field, so you hope maybe temperatures might flare internally as well, but we'll see. We got tons to talk about, James, but before we get there, I want to make sure to give us a shout-out. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Rams Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, Lockdown Rams. You can find us both places as well. And then our personals at jkroger3 and at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Reach out to us, like I said, as we're ramping up. Uh, we're going to hope to be doing about four or five episodes a week, talking about all things Rams, talking about getting ready for the game, reaction to the game, things like that. So tons to cover today. I don't even know where to start, James. I want to give you a few seconds to get back on the mic. What are your thoughts after this first practice over in Baltimore crossover edition? Wow, Bear, man, it sounds, I, I feel like you sound right now. You sound really jacked up that we're back. You mentioned it. We have the first game, preseason game, this week on Thursday. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. Uh, so this, this, we're at a milestone right now, dude. Yeah. We're, we're starting the season, and uh, on Thursday we are playing the Ravens. And we've been talking about, the storyline for quite a while, ever since uh, we the preseason schedule came out a couple months ago, you and I had an episode about that and discussed this because there's a few storylines to uh, mention here. You know, one you mentioned the Talib and Crabtree situation. I'll address that one first because Sean McVeigh, Sean McVeigh in the press conference after the game was addressed and said, you know, did you talk to him about it? Because there was obviously no fights today. There was no big arguments, no storylines that followed this. So day one, they were. 
happy and clean, you know, on their I best behavior. Yeah, I'm like, is this just because everybody's watching? But uh, McVeigh was asked about it, and he said, you know, he basically told him that just to stay smart about it, and that he was, uh, you know, a big leader, and there, he knew that there was a lot of eyes uh, on this conversation. So it didn't seem like he was he was too worried about it at all. And like I mentioned, we had chatted about this a while back, and worried if a young coach like McVeigh would be able to handle these big personalities, and if these personalities would disrupt the chemistry of this organization because everything seemed seemed all G last year, and we brought in a lot of big names that have done some uh, mem- memorable things in the <laughs> NFL that some wouldn't uh, maybe quote as as the nicest things. But you know, so far so good. You know, McVeigh is able to to pull him aside and have a talk with him and every, everything, everybody seems to be in a good mood. So everybody knows kind of what their eyes are focused on this year. And uh, Jared Goff mentioned it in his uh, interview today on NFL Live. When, I'm sure you saw the Hollywood uh, interview, but he basically said he's got Super Bowl on his mind because people are talking about it. He, that's, that's his ultimate goal. So, you know, you take people like to leave and run into situations like this where, especially in the preseason, we're just getting going. Uh, it's nice to see that there was there's no issues there with that. So, uh, yeah, man, same as you, Jack Depp. I want to keep talking about training camp today and, and keep this going. And uh, yeah. uh, I'm happy I'm happy that we're finally to preseason week one. Yeah, we've got game week. I know whether it's preseason or not, it is exciting. I want to add on to a couple of the storylines in this whole Baltimore trip. We've got Blake Countless and Todd Gurley, who are Baltimore natives, returning home. So uh, they were pretty excited to kind of get back to. Uh, the East Coast and see some of their family and friends. Obviously, they're going to, you know, Todd Gurley, we're not sure how much is actually going to play, if at all, in the game. But nice for those guys to return home. And then Michael Michael Brockers kind of, in a weird way, had a little storyline here. He's the last player left we have from the RG3 trade where we got a bunch of picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to move up Washington and, and go take RG3. And they're both on the field today. So it was a little mini reunion of that trade. Brockers, the last real piece holding on there, uh, which is amazing for us because Michael Brockers is an awesome, awesome piece of our defense. I'm not sure if you've gotten had a chance to watch the Behind the Grind series. They just did their finale last week. They did a nice little piece on Michael Brockers where they went back to his hometown, his high school, where he got to throw a camp. And uh, I just like this guy so much. I mean, I knew I liked him before, and he's kind of made some appearances on the show. He, did, he was part of that Mexico trip. Uh, but he's such a likable guy. He was so great interacting with his community, and uh, he went to one of the local sports stores and bought anyone that came in sporting gear uh, for the team, which was awesome. But he's just a really personable guy, and he really wants to be able to give back and kind of uh, be one of the things he said is not be like that untouchable athlete that you're afraid to go up to. He wants to go and say hi and get to know your name. So if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. Big piece on him, but glad to have Michael Brockers out there. And I believe you said there was another guy out there that we weren't sure if he was going to be in pads today. Do you have more on that? Yeah, so uh, LaMarcus Joyner, who we franchise tags, he, he spent two consecutive days last week out due to his Achilles uh, hurting or being sore or something like that. So, But I did know he would be traveling with the team. And it sounds like from social media today that he was in pads and, yes, practicing. I don't know how hard he went today, but it's good to know that he was actually out there in gear, in the heat, adjusting with everybody else, and, and he was rolling, so that's good. Yeah, that heat was crazy. The the anchors down at the show were had their towels, and they were kind of joking, complaining about how hot it was over 101-degree temperatures, but they were just sitting mm. there with microphones in the hand. Can't imagine those guys running around, but McVeigh kind of mentioned it in his press conference as well, said it's good for them to come over and to kind of you know have to deal with that heat. They're not used to that here in Southern California. They get that nice breeze 
uh, with not a lot of humidity. But it's good for them to train in that and to understand that they're going to have road games, they're going to have hot days, uh, to really test their bodies. We talked about uh, Joyner and his Achilles. I, when I was actually at training camp uh, last week, I think it was his last day in, in action here in, in L.A., and near the end of practice, he had a trainer uh, rubbing at his Achilles, and we were all kind of watching that like, oh, that doesn't look good, and he sat out for a couple mm-hmm. days, as you mentioned. So good to see him back. Uh, that is not something you want to go through. Obviously, we saw that with Kayvon Webster and Richard Sherman. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure you saw that video of Sherman getting burnt on the yeah, outside. It I was, loved it. It looked, like he, it looked like he lost about four or five steps uh, and was in cement <laughs> as you know receiver was running by him. So that's good news for us, but not something you want to deal with on our own team. So hopefully it was just soreness. Uh, let him get some rest and do some, some training and then get him back out there. So good to have him back out there. Uh, exciting stuff, getting to mix in with another team. We talked about those emotions. We're settled for today. Another thing they mentioned on the coverage was that's kind of expected for day one. It's day two, which we'll look out for tomorrow. Uh, it's the last day before we uh, move into Thursday and have the game that you're, you kind of let everything go on that last practice, right? Because if you kind of have the fight today, you got to go see him tomorrow. It's that awkwardness of, you know, really building that animosity the first day. So, <laughs> Uh, we're not out of the clear yet with those two guys or with anybody uh, in that fact because we expect them to get some more uh, time scrimmaging tomorrow. And really, that's one of the things that McVeigh talked about as we kind of transition here uh, into about the playing time that we can expect for some of our starters. Uh, James, real quick, before we get into that, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, which gives you guys an awesome chance to go see these guys live. The Locked On Podcast Network is excited to be working with Vivid Seats. As you know, our first game is on Thursday, and our first home game is just a few weeks away. Those tickets are on sale and available right now on VividSeats.com. Make sure to go check that out. This season, don't just sit around watching the Rams from home when you can be at the Coliseum, in the crowd, cheering in person, thanks to Vivid Seats. They are offering the Locked On Rams listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code Locked On. That's right, Locked On, one word. New customers only, and the offer is only good through the end of August, so buy the tickets now. Preseason and regular season tickets are available for this promo. The Rams kick off their home schedule in early September versus the Arizona Cardinals, so make sure you're there. Tickets like I said, are available. Go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter the promo code Locked On for your 10% off your first order. The offseason is over, James, man. The NFL is back, and Vivid Seats wants to get you to the game. Are you in, James Kroger, or what? I'm in. Let's do it. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Barry, you were talking about 
getting used to uh, the East Coast and the humidity and the weather over there. I want to speak a little bit more to that and talk about maybe the advantage that the Ravens do in fact have because they've actually been practicing for three weeks. They had an extra week on us. And, uh, you know, Sean McVay was talking about what he's allowing these guys to do to adjust to the time that he's been letting them sleep in. They didn't actually go through walkthrough today. They've had eight so far. So we've had eight of the practices. But do you think it's where one kind of taking a little too easy or two, how much of an advantage is it that the Ravens have been in practice for an extra week? You Obviously, they're used to the time. They're used to the heat. Um, you think we're going to be able to adjust at time? You, you, in time, are you concerned about that one week gap at all? No, and, and for those people listening that aren't aware, they got an extra week because they played in the Hall of Fame game last week. So the two teams, the Bears and the Ravens, were allowed to start practice a week earlier, obviously since they had a game before anybody else. So they'll have five preseason games, and if you watch that game last Thursday night, it was quite the boar fest, but it was football. <laughs> so I had my beer, and I was watching. Uh, but you're right, these guys got a week jump start on everybody. I love and I trust in McVay and what he's done last year when they were on the road, whether mm-hmm. it was skipping a walkthrough or taking it light on a practice or going hard in a practice that they typically wouldn't. He did a great job on the schedule last year going from West Coast to East Coast. And if you remember, we were the number one most traveled team last year. Not the case mm-hmm. this year, which is awesome. Uh, so this is actually a weird area where they probably have got a ton of experience in that. So if that's what McVay felt, uh, give the guys a little bit of breather when you are transitioning into kind of that new climate, that extreme heat, things like that. So I've got full uh, confidence in him that he'll get that done. And as we kind of tease before the break and, and getting into the actual uh, playing of the game, we may not see a lot of these guys. He kind of alluded to today that uh, depending on how practice goes tomorrow, a.k.a. today, if you're listening right now, um, you know, he wants to get Todd Gurley in there and Jared Goff and see how they play against the Ravens just in practice And if they get what they need out of it, he'll probably sit those guys, uh, especially some of the star power. And and if not, they'll probably just play anywhere from 10 to 14 plays and then get them out. Uh, He wants to remain healthy. I think that's the number one thing in all these things. You heard him talking about that when he was telling Tlaib to play smart. You know, we got to stay up on our feet. We got to stay healthy because right now we don't have the likes of Aaron Donald here. So we can't afford to lose anybody on the defensive side, you know, being dumb, going to the ground with something like that. So I trust everything that McVay's doing. I think he's got a a pretty good feel on this from what he did last year, going West Coast to East Coast. And it's going to be interesting to kind of follow along on Thursday because me and you are amped about it and we can't wait to see Rams football. (laughs) But the great thing is we're going to get to see the depth of the team. That's one of the things we've talked about. What's going to happen at linebacker? Who's going to really make the team at cornerback outside of Tlaib and Peters, right? How is Sam Shields going to work in? What, what's our offensive line depth? How, you know, who are we going to work in at right tackle to get some of those uh, reps that Brown's going to miss when he's out? So uh, a lot of interesting storylines here. Obviously, again, the tight end position, another position where Everett's been a little banged up. We're not sure if he's actually going to be a go or not. They may sit him out as well. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to watch to see how to kind of all this comes together. We would love to see... You know, Todd Gurley rip off a big run and Jared Goff to throw some passes to Brandon Cooks, but don't expect we those know guys. What's happen. Yeah, don't expect those guys to get a lot of playing time. It is, um, it's like preseason game one in the past. You, know, you kind of get a little dibble, a little dabble, maybe a little bit more in, <laughs> in preseason two. And then you almost start, you kind of crank it up and then you bring it back down. Maybe uh, preseason three, it's matched to it's like two. Like cooking a steak. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And then expect uh, preseason four to be. You know, basically the rest of the, 
you know, second and third string for guys really trying to make the roster. That's the nice thing about the NFL as they increased the roster to 90 people all the way up till the very last game of the preseason before they kind of had these um, little intermittent uh, cut lines where you kind of had to drop 15 guys, 10 guys. No longer is the case. You can rock 90 people all the way through camp, and I think that is a great thing for us Rams as we want to remain healthy and really see where the depth is. That's right. And really, Bear, the best part about this is, you know, it's obviously for the passionate, everybody who's so jacked about preseason game one, and for the nerds like us who are going to be analyzing some of the depth positions and who's, who's stepping it up and, and earning their role. Uh, you know, and also the best part is, like, like you already said, it enables guys who may not get to play to get to work against really good players on Thursday in front of, in front of the cameras. So uh, it gives us longer opportunity to give these guys – the work that they need, and also be able to analyze them, see if they're going to make the cut. But uh, I was actually pretty bummed when I heard that um, today from Sean McVay because uh, you and I had chatted about this previously on text on how many reps we think Jared Goff's going to get and Todd Gurley, how long he's going to stay in there. Um, because it, Jared Goff is kind of a, another storyline in camp right now just because he's really becoming this confident player and adjusting so well to the offense. We haven't seen him. Uh, be this strong you know since he's been in the NFL and you know he's been called the smooth operator and Hollywood quarterback and all this stuff and he's really adjusting to it and Sean McVay was was asked about it in the press conference today because you know it's it's it is one of the storylines right now he he's going to be he had an amazing season last year and really the only thing, thing that changed for this Rams offense is is adding Cooks who he seems to really be developing with but Sean McVay was actually asked about this confidence in the press conference today and he said Repetition is the mother of learning, and I've gotten a lot of reps in these with these concepts with with Goff. So, uh, you know, even though they're adding and expanding this offense, we're seeing Goff adjust and really getting those reps over and over again, memorizing this, getting used to Cooks running, you know, in a speed, running those deep routes, and it seems like he's really connecting with these guys. And it just it's really great to watch his confidence grow uh, in this year in this year going into the season. So I was pretty bummed that he's probably not going to get much time at all, but still going to be really fun to see what else is going on, spe- specific on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, we're just super excited to see Rams football, and it's going to be nice to see those horns running around on the field and whether it's mm-hmm. our second string or third string or guys trying to make the team or, you know, some of the starters getting a little bit of run, uh, you know, guys like Cooper Cup that you hope get to, you know, like we talked about, that 10, 14 plays, something to get in there. Uh, we don't want to get them hurt, but we are excited. This kind of goes hand in hand. The, the Rams over the weekend, it was the first depth chart released for the Rams and not a whole bunch of surprises, uh, but a few as, as you looked at some of the rookies that were coming in and, and as you talked about, you know, watching these guys and you want to see the likes of Todd Gurley. Uh, but this is kind of where the, the time last year where, you know, Justin Davis got to really make his run at the running back position. Uh, and he's actually listed as the third running back right now ahead of John Kelly, uh, who was drafted for us here. in I think the what sixth round, seventh round, something like that. Uh, we got him pretty late, but uh, but this is this time for those guys to really get some action and try to make the team. I know uh, we've talked about John Kelly, how we excited about him. But, you know, when I saw Justin Davis out at practice last week and his speed is just fun to watch on the field, you know, that's going to be kind of that, that third running back that you hope that the Rams are going to look to keep. Which one's it going to be? I don't think we're going to carry four running backs, but 
then again, maybe we do. Maybe a guy like John Kelly can uh, work his way into the special teams and, and find a way mm. into there as well. Uh, looking at the depth chart, James, was there anything that kind of stood out to you or was this pretty straightforward in your eyes? It was mostly straightforward, like you just mentioned. Interesting storyline with the running back situation because I've been hearing amazing things about John Kelly as well throughout camp. So uh, who knows with Sean McVay, how we're going to be able to utilize that. and Maybe we'll kick him over to special teams for, for his first year. But the one thing that did sort of surprise me was on the offensive line. And we had been talking about Joseph Noboom's work and who's going to be – who is going to take Jamon Brown's place in the first two games, whether or not Austin Blythe would fill in there. But right now, no boom is listed as third for left tackle. And uh, we have Cornelius Lucas in front of him. But um, <laughs> the, just, the, just the positive things that I've been hearing about no boom so far in camp, um, that was kind of one thing that kind of struck my eye. But, you know, it's still super early and it's, it doesn't really mean anything. But it, it, uh, it gave me a second glance. I love when you say his name like that because Cornelius is like six foot forty, and he's like this <laughs> massive dude on the field. But you give him this tiny name because the, the name and the, the name and the size don't really fit up together. But um, <laughs> that, that got me right there. He's a big man. You're right. It's interesting to see, and I I think the Rams did that on purpose. As you look down the roster, you see a lot of the rookies, some of the new guys. No one's really up there as far as in the depth chart. Uh, they had Brian Allen, you know, the drafted center. He's behind Austin Blythe. Uh, and, you know, we talked about who was going to get that start at right guard. Right now they've got uh, Jake Enringkamp there, and we'll see if he continues to move forward. You're right. I think over the next couple weeks, Joseph Noteboom can definitely be a guy that moves into that position. Uh, but I think that's part of the mental state of a lot of these guys is being like, hey, man, you're, you're on third. You've got to work your way up to getting into that starting position or get to the number two or work into where you're going to get those reps because – uh, they want to really instill. Nothing's given here, right? You got. We've got an amazing team, so you're really going to have to uh, get up there and get it. Another example of that would be on the defense side of the ball. Uh, Sam Shields is currently sitting ahead of Troy Hill, who's listed as a third teamer at the moment. Uh, another one of those things where Troy Hill, not as veteran of a guy as Sam Shields, and has played great, and I think on many other teams would probably be you know a number two and could probably even start on some teams, but. I love the depth at that area as well, so mm -hmm. we'll have to kind of watch that battle to see. I talked about Sam Shields on one of my uh, last few podcasts about you know, how we kind of forget how amazing he was. He was one of the most talented cornerbacks in the league before all of his injuries, so uh, he's back to full health. It'll be interesting to see really the depth that, that we have at the cornerback position because looking at it, it seems pretty amazing. And then right now we have Price backing up Matt Longacre, which that's going to be interesting to watch at one of the you know, outside linebacker positions because uh, Matt has been missing from practice for a while. He's a little banged up. We're expecting him to come back you know, hopefully any day now, but uh, we'll have to kind of keep an eye on that. We have Justin Lawler backing up Ebelcom, uh Bryce Hager behind Corey Littleton, and then we got Rameek Wilson, who remember we brought him over from Kansas City. Uh, he's backing up Mark Barron right now. So that second string linebacking core is probably going to be the most interesting part to watch during this first preseason game to see how these guys play because there's a lot of other people there. We talked about Kaiser, who was a draft pick, uh, Trevon Howard, who was a draft pick, who's going to get some run during the, the game as well. So lots of things to keep an eye out on the defense side of the ball. You mentioned as well as the offensive line, uh, but a lot of kind of little storylines working on, on this, this depth chart. 
This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fancy Football with your Locked On Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyra Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So, Bear, defensively, one thing that I wonder if you're curious, uh, Obezi, one of our, one of our draft picks, he's he's pretty he's in the other column, and we heard early on that you know he he's big time player, you know probably going to have an impact in camp, but doesn't seem like he's he's climbing his way up there. Are you concerned at all about that? Well, you know, he's still on the pup list, so we haven't yet to see him in pads and really get out there and compete. And we're really hoping that it's soon. I think the Rams are just being cautious with this at the moment. Uh, I talked about on a previous episode that he had tweeted out and said he's 100. His ankle and Achilles <laughs> is feeling great, and he's ready to roll. And so I was like, yes, this guy is going to be there. He's going to be in pads. And they've kept him on the pup list. So I'm interested to kind of watch that as it develops, see what the Rams are going to do with it, get him out there, because you're right, a playmaker, another guy that we could really use out there. And as a young guy, when everyone's fighting for roster spots and for special team spots and things like that, you want to be able to participate. Repetition, as McVeigh said, is the key to success. <laughs> well, that's not quite what he said, but uh, almost. Yeah, what Basically the same concept. What did he say? He said, uh, repetition is the mother of learning. <laughs> and as McVeigh said, repetition is the mother of learning. So we need to get him in there so he can learn from his mother repetition. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good boy learning. Yeah. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that as well. I want to kind of wrap this up. I know you got to get to the Bachelorette finale, Bear. Speak for yourself, buddy. I haven't watched that <laughs> I don't watch it anymore. <laughs> anymore. Well, I want to get to this last piece of news before we kind of pull the plug on Tuesday's edition of Locked On Rams. Again, thanks, James, for joining us here today. Always a pleasure and always invited. Um, I want to kind of quickly mention a roster move that we saw over the weekend as well. Uh, The Rams acquired Marcus Martin and waived outside linebacker Garrett Sickle from the team. Kind of a, a little move there. And I don't know if you had a chance to really look too much into... Uh, Marx's history, James, but let me kind of just fill you in here. Uh, he was undrafted out of Slippery Rock. That's right, Slippery Rock. Uh, it's a Division II school. The Seahawks originally signed him uh, following the draft, but he was waived in the spring. Uh, funny enough, the, the Seahawks actually were looking at him as a fullback instead of a pass rusher, which kind of blows my mind because as a pass rusher at Slippery Rock, he recorded 56 Sacks, which is an all-time NCAA record regardless of division. In addition to those 56 sacks, he also recorded 92.5 tackles for loss. That's also a Division II record. This guy is a monster when it comes to making plays, but the big question is, will his talent really transfer uh, coming from Slippery Rock competition to now the NFL? But uh, it's nice to see him added 
Uh, it's, he's going to compete behind Michael Brockers and the other defensive ends. Uh, but six foot two, 255 pound. Uh, he's on the smaller side, but you know you never know those guys that have that motor, that have that knack to find a way to get to the quarterback that seem to shake off blocks and make plays. It's worth the risk. They always talked about coming into the draft that we needed a you know more of a pass rush. A uh, little bit maybe concern with not having Aaron Donald signed at this point, uh, maybe leaning towards this move. But uh, welcome to the team, Marcus Martin uh, from Slippery Rock. And then, and then James, uh, before we started this podcast, I want you to kind of quick uh, mention you, there's a, a date coming up, which is actually, I think, tomorrow uh, that's affecting the Aaron Donald situation. Uh, reports came out again today. Adam Schefter basically repeated everything he said, that he's not going to show up until he gets paid. McVay said that he doesn't expect him in Baltimore, but there's a date tomorrow that has some significance. That's right. And uh, yeah, I'm finally glad we, we brought up the taboo subject. Mr. Aaron Donald, Twitter's blowing up right now, freaking out because tomorrow or today, for those of you listening, today's the last day that he needs to reach a deal by. And like you mentioned, Sean McVay said that there's been little dialogue and it's, there's, it's Adam Scheffner also said there's no way he's going to show up tomorrow randomly. So, uh, but you never know. Sean McVay said he would, he would be completely surprised if he showed up, but he did say on Monday's press conference that he will connect with Aaron Donald later today. I don't know if that was just a little uh, white lie or not, but if, if they do talk, that'll be good. But there's no chance he's going to be there, be able to be there by tomorrow. Yeah, so basically what it means, if he doesn't get signed by tomorrow, that he loses the right to be an unrestricted free agent and will become just a restricted free agent. Uh, it would kind of protect him, well, kind of protect the Rams a little bit more with him allowing them to franchise tag him and no one else could make an offer sheet on him that we would have to match, things like that. So I don't think that's really, in his mind or the Rams' mind, a big date because I think both sides want him to be there. So they're not thinking that is going to be a solution. But you never know. I got a text this morning from my brother and said, what's it going to take for the Bears to make a trade to get Aaron Donald? And I said, you shut your (laughs) mouth. You shut your mouth about that. We're not trading Aaron Donald. He will... Uh, we will get this taken care of. Uh, it's just, you know, it's lingering, and my little worry meter is, like, slowly creeping up. If we get to, like, preseason <laughs> game three or four, then it's going to probably be hitting high. But I'm trying to calm down everyone on, on Twitter that's reaching out. Again, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, at Kroger 3 Locked On Rams, and Rams Podcast, both on Instagram and Twitter. Reach out to us with your thoughts, comments, concerns, questions, whatever you got for us. Me and James always want to interact with you guys. We really appreciate it. And one last little plug. Uh, we're going to be doing our Pick'em Pool that we did for Rams podcast last year, but we're going to open it up to Locked On Rams as well. So I hope to have some more details for you pretty soon on that. We'll get that all set up, and we'll start pushing that for you guys to sign up. Uh, last year, we just did some fun prizes, little Rams goodie bag, uh, things like that. So... Uh, we'll come up with some more prizes for the, the winner of that, but it's just, it's just a straight pick them through all 17 weeks. Uh, winner takes all. Maybe, maybe a little sec- love for second, second place. but uh, Maybe more- a double-signed Bears uh, Todd Gurley jersey. Yeah, careful, careful with that. <laughs> you know, I, I need that in my possession maybe a couple more months before I give that away. But, yes, very possible. You know, maybe I'll be the better man and let my autographed no, jersey you go. You can't give that away. Not yet, at least. <laughs> Well, James, again, one last big thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, we're going to let you guys go here. We'll be back tomorrow. Like I said, I've got Eric Geller on the show. 
Uh, we're going to pick his brain about this Aaron Donald situation. Maybe he's got some more info for us and kind of his thoughts on the Rams in general. So with that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.